welcome back to You Want to Do What with uh, Dan and Julie. And today we have Paul, um, who started life, I believe, as a quantity surveyor and has now moved up to um, head of commercial. So I just want to introduce yourself and uh, what do you do? Hello. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so um, name's Paul. So how did you um, get started in the sort of construction business <coughs> and, and that area? Uh, purely by accident, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> um, I was, at the time, I was um, playing a bit of football and realised I wasn't very good. Um, so I decided to get a job, basically. Um, <laughs> I went for free interviews at very different companies. Uh, London Underground, um, a supplier and uh, a large main contractor. Um, all three job offers came through and despite the construction one starting out as a lower salary it came with uh, options to go to university for that all to be paid for on a day release basis and the long term career prospects and ultimately money which is one of my main drivers <laughs> um, was uh, just far better long term um, which is why I made the decision to go into construction and that uh, decision started off as a quantity surveyor at... Um, that started off, yes, yep. Um, started for, my, for myself, it started off um, as a quantity surveyor. And the company that I was at at the time was just starting to bring in a, process, well, a position called management trainee, whereby people similar to myself at the time uh, wasn't sure what to go into. So you can go around numerous different departments. Um, so started off in estimating... Um, they can then kind of see what type of person you are. Are you office-based, which is the estimators, where they tend to be, or should you be out on site, almost kept away from the public a lot of time, <laughs> <coughs> which uh, clearly is where I ended up. <laughs> so they, there was that, so they said, right, no, you're a quantity surveyor. Um, other people I know have gone and spent time being a site manager, spent time in design, maybe with buying or sales, and then worked out what they wanted to do long term uh, the reason why I wanted to go with the construction element as well is that a lot of people go to university full time and come out with a qualification but no experience whatsoever mm. um, for one I didn't want to come out with a debt I couldn't afford to go anyway and I thought well, no I'm going to have by the time I finish straight from um, GCSEs virtually seven years I had seven years experience and a qualification oh wow so compared with people that were coming out of university and starting from scratch I'd have all that behind me so I ended up running sort of four or five different sites before people that I was going to university with that were doing it full time had even started working in the real world so oh wow massive benefit to doing it that Indeed, way then yeah. So for somebody who doesn't know anything about um, sort of quantity surveying, can you give us just like a general breakdown of what it is, what you actually do, yep. what it involves? Yep, so uh, quantity surveying is literally the quantities that a lot of people call as bean counters. <laughs> um, so you, you work out your quantities of bricks, work out your quantities of concrete, if it's a right. concrete frame for your foundations, um, whether it's decorating you put pull, pull together uh, something called a bill of quantities mm -hmm. which is slightly old fashioned now doesn't really get used anymore right um, but then we'd go through send that out to subcontractors to get them to price it compare that with our budget whether you make losses gains you'd then financially report on all those losses and gains every month and you'd be placing orders you'll be buying materials or liaising with the buyers liaising with construction you'd be cost costing for everything that's involved with a construction project 
It sounds like you uh, get involved in lots of different areas. You spoke about purchasing, design, and all that. So uh, you obviously have to be quite outgoing and talkative person to be able to get on with these sort of people. So what sort of uh, personality traits do you think actually benefit? Um, you, you need to be approachable, um, thick-skinned a lot of the time. As I say, we do get labelled with a lot of nicknames. <laughs> I won't repeat them all. Um, <laughs> but you need to, you need to, and you need to be... You do need to be astute. Yeah. Um, maybe hard nose some of the time to be hard, but also fair. Because um, if you if you're not fair with people, then you lose you lose their trust, or you could end up sending their business under, which will ultimately affect you in the long run because you'll need to then go and find someone else to do that work. So you need to be uh, reasonable um, and be a good communicator as well horizontally. So people of your same at the same level and vertically management or people that work in your team, internally, externally. Obviously comes with a fair amount of responsibilities and talking uh, to all these uh, different people. Um, it doesn't sound like it's, whilst you talk about making a bit of quants can be, sound a bit tedious maybe to some mm -hmm. people. Um, it does sound like there's a lot of variation, particularly from project to project you do, um, and no two are really the <coughs> same. No, that's right, um, albeit, quantity surveying is, is, is a, a trade I suppose you could call it that's always going to be needed and a brickwork package is still a brickwork package whether you're putting the bricks on the outside of a house or whether you're putting them on the outside of a school or a hospital um, to a certain extent just the number that you're paying for it tends to differ um, but yeah there's say every, every day is every day is different um, things will crop up that you need to deal with or it could be that something happens out on site you're going to have a delay or a, a subcontractor lets you down so then you need to put there'll be claims against each other bits like that um, there are maybe a few days of a month that tend to repeat so when you're putting reports together or something like that at certain periods mm -hmm. you'll end up going through and then just updating the last report you did and then so that that can be a bit repetitive sometimes <laughs> but one of the uh, interesting things I, I generally find on projects that I work with I quite like to be at the beginning of the project and at the end and it sounds like you are with the project the whole way through yeah from we, yeah from cradle to grave from inception to completion um in the main contracting world you tend not to be so in the main contracting world if as a, as i started out when swan came out to the companies that i worked for and um had the drawings had everything ready maybe even with a bill of quantities that was done by a pqs firm um, they would come out and we would then price that, send it back, and then be, if we were successful, be given the contract. So we'd pick it up at that point. Whereas here, I can get involved right at new business stage when it, we get a site plan with a rough idea of what we're looking to build, and then we can kind of manage it through and coax it through and get the best result out of it in theory that we think it is at the start. So we sort of mentioned earlier a few personality traits yep. that people you would need. But if you were hiring for a, maybe like a beginner sort of level role into the quantity surveying world, what are you looking for in that person? Um, they need to... I'm, I'm slightly different when I recruit people, as, as Thomas will probably vouch for. <laughs> um, I tend to go to the back of somebody's CV first. Okay. Um, so if we was to use a recruitment agency, they tend to take off all the bits at the back, the good bits, I call it, so the hobbies, the interests, mm. what you do outside of work. 
I then read the CV from the back to the front. So okay. where they start, what they've done at school, what their work experience is, if they've had any other jobs before, and then get to their personal statement. Right. So that I can see, right, they've said that they like going for long walks by themselves and they want to be a hermit. And then on the personal statement, they say, I'm a great team player. <laughs> so it's you go through and look at the CV first and go, right, okay, I can see this person plays rugby in a team and they're part they used to I don't know be in the scouts or something like that so right. you kind of go yeah no they appear to be a good team team player um, they're not afraid to be talking to people mm-hmm. you can kind of gauge it from there and then when you have the interview with them can they hold the conversation right um, a lot of young people I suppose mm. nowadays even sort of same age as myself not so young can't <laughs> communicate as well face to face yeah as they can when they're sitting behind being a keyboard warrior yeah <laughs> yeah um and that is that's affecting that's affecting industry actually okay um are you seeing that impact yeah okay. yeah yeah relationships breaking down between sort of people on our side of the fence compared with the subcontractors or with clients so so if you you know you've got a strong not necessarily a strong personality, but you're comfortable in front of people, talking to them, mm. you know, telling them maybe stuff they don't want to hear sometimes, and being honest. Um, they're sort of key attributes you'd look for for somebody to yeah. get this kind of role. Yeah, yeah. I so said when I started out, I had virtually no idea. Yeah. Some would argue, it was, I still don't, <laughs> of what I was doing. Um, and it was like, right, let's go and see. But if you can have that interaction, then breaking down that actually I don't know what I'm doing here I need to go and ask somebody it's so much easier yeah um, and becomes easier for them to almost I think the, the football analogy is the manager will put their arm around the shoulder of the player you, they can do that far easier than you pinging an email over to them yeah definitely um, okay. it shows you care more uh, apart from being called uh, bean counters what <laughs> other um, negatives of the job that uh, you probably don't see on the job description um, it it can, it can, it is, it is a stressful job. Um, you can sometimes get roped into things. Anything with a pound sign in front of it straight away becomes your problem, um, and it can sometimes end up being accountancy rather than uh, sort of quantity surveying and being able to report it because you're you need to. A lot of surveyors aren't open and honest with their team. So the classic is for a quantity surveyor to keep their cards close to their chest and not tell anybody else about the numbers. Again, slightly different in my world. Tend to get everybody involved in it. That way they know what pot we've got to spend and they will then communicate with me and say, we need to get this, this and this and we can work it out how we're going to be able to afford it out of our pot of money. If you don't do that and you're not open and, again, that honesty bit with your team, they might go and go, oh, well... It will say no to that and then go and spend a load of money which you haven't forecast for. Mm. That's when it's, things start breaking down and that becomes a negative because then you've got to report that and it's all of a sudden your fault. Yeah, I guess the buck stops with you with the money Literally. money side. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I suppose another negative is what I sort of alluded to earlier um, about the, the way the relationships have been affected. Um, everything nowadays seems to be about which it should be to a point um, de-risking it but what that's done is taken away some of the technical ability and technical knowledge or need to have the technical knowledge from 
the people coming into the industry. Um, so there seems to be a bit of a skill gap in the middle there. Um, Could you give us an example of sort of, how, what do you mean by de-risking it? So if you're producing that bill of quantities yeah. that we said about earlier, so you go through and you measure the brickwork, or yep. you measure the carpentry package, whatever you risk, you then send that out to a subcontractor, mm-hmm. and they will go through and put their rates, so if it's the supply and installation of the brickwork on face work, £100 a metre squared, and then they'll send you that back. Now what we do is send out the drawings, it's then the subcontractor's responsibility to measure that Oh, right, okay. And come back to us with their price. So it's less on you. But if the people placing the order yeah. get the drawings in their hand, they, in theory, they would never have to look at them. They would get them in their hand, send it out, get a price back, place an order. So they're not then picking up that technical knowledge of how to measure the brickwork, what the packaging towers have they included for the insulation the wall ties, the mortar, right. everything that's in associated with that package. Okay. So it's, it can, at the moment, there's a probably a 10 or 15, well, approaching 15-year gap of where people don't seem to have that element of technical knowledge, which is something that I'm passionate about trying to sort. So anybody that comes in with work experience, we make sure that they're getting that full um, experience of right. being able to pick up their technical knowledge on starting from the finishes packages work is slightly odd because you work backwards you learn the easy ones first Mm -hmm. so you really have to go through two or three projects before you get the full technical knowledge okay so like a an average day for a a quantity surveyor Mm um you go out to site you in office most of the time or if you're not in the house you know you're working for just a quantity surveying firm i I mean i assume you have to go out on site quite a lot on it's a lot office based yeah you would um again throughout my career i've always been um surveyors should be based on site yeah you can't survey something from 50 mile away sitting in a a white painted walled office <laughs> so you need to be out there on site um a subcontractor may come into the office or a client may come into the office and say something and that'll make me sort of go well that might we might be able to save some money there or that might cost us some money or the subcontractor might be shouting out that's not in my order and you can go and prove that it is so that way straight away you've managed that situation and that's yeah. part of your day-to-day so that's actually quite interesting some of the uh, different areas that um you actually get involved in i didn't realize you had to actually be as technical minded as what you had to be of understanding more or less all the processes of how to actually build anything yeah. you are um, as well as understanding contracts um, and making sure you're not getting screwed over at any point um, and just managing all this uh, uh well almost accountancy at a different stage um, on, a, on a package by sort yeah. of subcontract package by package basis from your mastic all the way through to your mechanical and electrical might be I don't know renewable technologies groundworks concrete frames everything yeah. yeah wow and when you say contracts we're not we're not lawyers no, mm. no. Um, if someone said to me what's clause 2.3 I wouldn't know but I'd go and read it yeah and you'd know how to administer it from that point okay so for somebody who's like I'm not in no uh, knowledge of construction at all really um, is there a quantity survey on literally everything everything that gets built in this country there's one like if you're building a house yeah there's one on everything and that's one of the good things about it right. it will always be needed okay um, although a lot of con- construction site managers would maybe say that <laughs> we shouldn't be I think drowned at birth I think is a lot of <laughs> um, which is a very harsh statement very to say harsh, about yeah. quantity survey <laughs> um, it will always be needed whether it's a new build yeah 
or whether it's a refurbishment project. Oh, on those as well? Yeah. Wow, okay. Or change of use, for instance. So. Um, and going back to bringing in uh, new recruits, yep. um, where would you expect their uh, salary to come in at? Um, someone fairly fresh, whether it's um, uh, new to the job, whether it's uh, going almost through a uh, part-time degree, like yourself did, yep. or um, straight out of university? Um, so when I started, um, I started on £10,000 a year, but that was back in 2003. Um, now you're looking in the region of between, depending on which company it is. Of course, um, yeah, there's always been what sector and bits like that. But you're looking in the region of between 18 and 19 to up to sort of 23. It's a decent um, start. It's a good start. It is a good start. Um, plus you'd have your the package on top of that and, yes. and your day release. You'd be in that region. Um, different companies um, w- may make you work a bit harder for it than others, which is why there's that, in terms of a percentage, quite a big difference. And so one of the uh, interesting things I've heard about different careers, and it um, might be the same with quantity surveying, is that companies actually quite like doing a part-time degree whilst also getting you on the job, because you are getting this experience. Mm-hmm. You can also train them in the way that you want your technical drawings to be read, get them familiar with the clients that you're working with um, do you value that quite highly and would you always suggest going down that route I, I personally would um, but that's 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 me I would never have been able to do university full time um, I'm sure my liver would have taken it <laughs> but um, I, th- I think it's good uh, especially, say, especially for the company it can it can have problems um, you can always be seen as Part of the boy, I suppose, or the girl, mm. as you come in as a, and you'll never be seen as you've, you've grown up and you're at the same level as other people that may come in from outside of the business. Um, but and from a company perspective, you can mould that person in the way your company wants to work and that company's ethos. So that is very, very good from that perspective. And you can look at people's CVs later on and go, "Yep, that person looks has been at that company for ten, five years, whatever it is. They would have got a really good grounding." Um, and base knowledge and probably that technical knowledge that is missing from a lot of people. So what's the sort of earning potential for someone who's in this career, you know, top end? So we said starting's probably, you know, 18 onwards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've worked in the career for a long time. What's your sort of potential in the career? Uh, it depends how high up you get, I suppose. Yeah. Some people will get to a quantity, quantity surveyor level or senior and that'll be their level and that's where they'll be happy and if they go any further, it might break them but <laughs> I, I know um, you can get a sort of commercial director a lot of people on the commercial side do tend to make that step up from commercial to being a managing director yeah having well. uh, knowing so much about the process technical and the other things we talked about you do have a really good overview of everything yeah. so you are quite in a, in a good position to make that leap all the way up to, to keep the moving top. up to yeah. top yeah indeed um, so I know I know commercial directors on 150,000 Ah, um, nice. Um, uh, you are currently the the head of commercial for um, uh, for Essex, uh, the company you're at. So, what does that now mean? You being a, uh, stepping up above these quanti- uh, above the core role of quantity surveyor and looking after um, not doing any proper work, I think, is what it's been <laughs> labelled as. Which, uh, which <laughs> is why I said we have to be thick-skinned here. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, what does it What does it mean for me? Oh, what, what, what does this new this role day to day look like? 
I suppose you won't be counting bricks like no, no, I have other people to count my bricks. Yes, <laughs> um, no, it's more of a. Um, I think the buzzword is more of a strategic view of things. So I'll be looking at the new business, um, getting the wheels turning, hopefully, on those, and then once that's going, stepping out and passing that on to a senior surveyor or a surveyor to come in and pick that one up and run with that while I'm getting the next one set up, and then just overseeing each of the live projects that are going on on site and then through the defects process as well. Um, and obviously you have uh, you have moved up for past quantity surveyor. So what, what did, do you think you did anything uh, specific or that helped you move up or I'm just passionate about your job and continued to be so? Yeah, there's that. Um, personal circumstances as well dictated that I needed to push on maybe more swiftly than I planned but from the outset and what I again I'm referring back to the work experience people as well as the new people into the industry coming in to earn their, earn their money I set myself targets um, both personally financially and career wise so something that I set out was I always want to be earning a minimum of two times my age was a weird one that I started out with I thought no, that's a good one to have or to say right I want to go in as a trainee quantity surveyor and I want to be an assistant within two years I want to be a QS within two years after that and then work up to the levels I actually beat my targets by about seven years to get into managing quantity surveyor when I was 28 I think but that all came about from when I was around I think it was just before I turned 19 um, a commercial manager, which is another term for some some businesses would say senior surveyor or managing QS. Um, he disappeared from the face of the earth some, for some reason, no idea why. Um, again, probably personal circumstances, and I put my head above the parapet and put my hand up and said, I'll run that job. Um, it had a few comments to start with, but yeah, he kind of took the deep end plunge and went with it and it went well so from that point was given another job um, and then by the time yeah I'd, again that experience compared to those people doing the full time uni mm -hmm. who were still going to be there for another three and a half years it was, uh, it was vast it, it, it sounds like it's really sort of one of those roles that maybe school not that it wasn't for you but maybe you just wanted to push on and get on and get into the real sort of real world um, if you put your head down work hard and you're personable you'll get on is, is that sort of yeah. thinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I, I think um, the grades I had are probably best described as um, fair to middling when I was <laughs> at uh, school at GCSE level. Um, but once I think I'm very focused, sort of target driven, um, and that's why I personally set myself targets and knowing that I was then doing courses to help me going forwards in my career, um, especially taking that step up to run my own job when I was fairly young. I need to nail this now um, really made me driven to get good results throughout college and um, and then university in turn after that so well Paul it's been an absolute pleasure hearing about um, your career and uh, what you do on a day to day basis uh, is there any closing comments um, before we leave um, no not really I say so it's a very very good career to get into in my opinion um it has its frustrations every now and then, as every single job does. Um, but for me, um, for someone 
coming out of school or thinking about going to university or even coming out of university um, it's something that's always going to be needed so it's about having that security a lot of the time in in an industry which can be fairly unsettled um, it's one of the roles that you won't get pigeonholed into being oh no he or she only looks after new build or refurb jobs or healthcare you can apply that skill those skills to any building project whether you wanted to stay in England or the UK or whether you wanted to go abroad to Dubai yeah. 10 bricks is still 10 bricks it doesn't <laughs> matter where it is brilliant thank you very much really enjoyed that um, yeah thank you very much no problem <laughs>